0: Welcome to Dietitian Boss. My name is Libby Rothschild. I'm the CEO and founder of the Dietitian Boss Method. Our company is here to help you get started in private practice even before you think you're ready. I've created a proprietary process to help you increase visibility, create organic content, enroll clients into an offer, and learn sales skills that don't even feel salesy. Listen every week to your colleagues as they're being interviewed and we chat about their progress and success from when they got it started from zero to all the way to creating million-dollar businesses and beyond.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm here today with our director of operations and operations coach, Sarah. Welcome to today's episode, Sarah. Hey, Libby. Excited to be here. Oh, super happy to have you and happy to chat about Reflections. We're airing this episode in the first quarter of 2022, and I wanted to make sure that together we were able to talk about some reflections from the company and some lessons that we can share to the listeners about what they have to look forward to. And I know behind the scenes are always so fun, right? It's always so fun (laughs) to hear how we're running the business and even how our executive level clients in our application-only program who are already running a successful practice you want to hear what they're doing right you want to know what the excitement lies ahead and what you have to look forward to and what are the options because as you know i know that's still not always common knowledge and that's part of our mission with creating more private practice operators is to give you those you know those sneak peeks and show you and, and explain to you and share with you our journey and the journey of our clients so what i was thinking is reflecting on a couple aspects from the last year and the lessons learned And I would first lead with values and how our company values have been something that has been codified in the past year and something that we've been able to carry out. And I'm very proud about that because it's taken a lot of energy Mm -hmm. and I'm really grateful to have you and work with you and the team and and be able to, to share that. So what are your thoughts about the values? Yeah. Well, you know, on my end, it's
2: been interesting to see how it's changed from when I first joined. And, you know, for me, when you mentioned values, the biggest difference I've seen is the newsletter that you do and talk about the values and how either a team member was representing one of the values or one of our clients. And so it's always that kind of repetitive, like we're hearing it over and over and we're discussing it. And so it's something that's very top of mind and important, but I think the newsletter has been great to make the values very clear.
1: Appreciate that. So, what we do in this company is, and I came up with this idea during, I took a program from Goldman Sachs called 10,000 Small Businesses. I did a podcast where I talked about professional development, aired the last quarter of 2021. I had this idea of because we talk a lot in business and in my business programs, and I'm in a lot, I do a lot of education, networking, all that kind of stuff. And we talk a lot about how important values are, right? For a company, mission, vision, values. That's my sweet spot, right? Is really talking about those things. That's what I love. That's the messaging and the brand element, And in all of my leadership training, the number one thing I hear over and over is how important it is to have a clear like company culture. And in, before you came to the company, Sarah, I actually had team meetings to decide the values and really tried to include the team members. We grew so fast that it was kind of it was challenging to have the culture set as you're right. ramping up. So that that was something that we did struggle with with the fast growth, specifically in 2020 for this company. And I think that we were trying to catch up with it while still living the values. And I had room for opportunity to better enforce them and make sure that there was a clear environment for the team. And so one of the things in my business learnings was I had come up with the idea: Why don't I, since we're a virtual company, we've always been virtual. What can I do to include all of us in a way that that gives us appreciation and complements the values. And those values are philanthropy. So finding a way to give back time and money balance so that we, you know, we have a life outside of business. You know, you have a son, I have, you know, I'm married and spent time you know outside of this company as well. And so it's important that our entire team has a life outside of business, right? We're not robots and we, you know, we want to humanize that team we really have to work together. We're a virtual company, really important for our growth and um, big on personal and professional growth. And then finally, client. So client-centered, and we really want to keep the client top of mind, meaning we're constantly getting feedback, asking them what they want and need, iterating our work based on what they need from you know sales to marketing to delivering the service. And so having a newsletter is a way that I've tested talking about those values and tying in our staff to recognize them and really try to hammer it in, so to speak. And then also I've taken feedback as well. You know, the newsletter, I've done it for long. I used to do like 10, they're a video newsletter. So I used to do like 10 minutes. Obviously that's too long. I used to do weekly. And then I got feedback that said, you know what, can we do a little less than weekly, maybe bi-weekly, right? So I would say the idea and then the ability to customize that based on the feed, because if I don't take feedback, that's not our core value, right? Is If we're a team, we have to like kind of listen into what everybody wants and try to find a way that we can work together to to really display those values and I think having each other highlight one another is a great fun way for and I have room to build on that and so there's that I have some other fun ideas that I want to continue to make exciting and fun for our virtual company but that has been something newer in the last year so thanks for recognizing that Sarah and then for anybody who's listening who doesn't have values yet in their company, or who wants to and doesn't know what that looks like. What are your thoughts on that, Sarah? Well, you know,
2: I think I would go back to you and ask, like, how did you decide or when did you decide to create
1: values? Yep.
2: I mean, in all of my time online, I've seen very few actually create values and try to really create a culture like you have.
1: Well, that's excellent compliment in all of my trainings. Again, I'm in EO, Entrepreneur Organization, YEC, Entrepreneur Council. I did the Goldman Sachs Scholarship Mm -hmm. and then Forbes Business Council. I do a lot of stuff. The number one thing I hear is like there's culture eats strategy for breakfast. That's yeah. a quote. And then all of my readings and talking and networking, which I make a priority, number one thing is always like to different. you know, I'm big on differentiation, right? That's what I do. That's my branding. We help you differentiate is that we have to find a way that this company is unique internally and externally. And so internally would be the values and externally is obviously how our values carry out with our staff and how we're able to deliver the service to our client in the form of marketing and sales and delivering and coaching, et cetera, and operations, of course. Oh, can't forget that one. <laughs> 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 Oops, don't, don't let me slide. I have to. That's all right. Mention, yeah, I how important that is. So I think, yeah, I appreciate that. And that's great to hear. All the companies I've seen and I look up to that create a strong body of work and that are able to scale, have strong values. And the leaders who are able to communicate that and differentiate are constantly talking mission, vision, values. And so that is naturally what I do. That's my genius zone. And I'm really fortunate that I've had the opportunity and the ability to work with you and be able to carry that out in the company because it didn't, it was definitely tricky as we ramped up to both staff up and create values and include the team. So to answer your question, when is the good time? I think the first thing you want to focus on It is more advanced. I'll say that mission, creating your mission and vision is also fairly advanced. It can be tricky. So the first thing you want to do, and this is similar to our, our recent planning episode that we recorded, would be make sure that you have a clear ideal client, make sure that you have a strong message. So part of the proprietary process from the dietitian boss method is PSO. So identifying the problem you're solving, the solution, and the outcome. And so you want to make sure that you're starting with the goals that are clear and defined as you know who your ideal client is, you know what problem you're solving, and people have purchased your products and services and you've gotten feedback. And then as you start to develop and meet your milestones for process, meaning posting regularly and doing the work to market and build your infrastructure and then sales, you're able to actually get folks to enroll as you build and iterate in your company later down the line, you're going to want to create values to differentiate you internally. And I can't say what exact moment that would be, but I'd say if I were to give it a dollar amount, um, we definitely didn't do that before we hit a million dollars. I did not, I waited too long for the values. I did not do that soon enough. We also grew really fast. So if I had a moment to breathe, I probably would have done values sooner. I would say if you're at the $250,000 mark, that's probably when you want to start thinking about values before then you want to make sure your mission and vision are clear. And it doesn't always happen overnight. Uh, last week on a coaching call, I was talking to one of our executive clients about her method and she was asking me how to label and brand certain parts of her method. It was a great question. It was very high level. And she's got an awesome, unique brand message. And we were working together. And I would say on helping name it and brand it so that she said, I know I can sell this better if I can name it. And I was like, I was so impressed, Sarah.
0: (laughs) I think you know what I'm talking
1: about. I'm not gonna say her name out loud until I get her on another podcast episode. She's amazing. And that's the type of dialogue that most of us have before we're having the values conversation. So typically, if you don't have a tight process, like I focused on dietitian boss and creating the proprietary process before the values, I'm not saying there's perfect science, there's no perfect roadmap, but that's probably as I share my experience, what I would suggest. So you can start thinking about what's important to you. I know that some of you will put a lot of emphasis around inclusion. Some of you put a lot of emphasis around you know different values that you might enjoy. And I think it's important to think about it. And I would also focus your energy on making sure that what you're selling is clear and that what you're selling, you're able to consistently market well. And then once you have a staff in place, you're probably going to want to learn how you can work together through those values and then iterate with time. That would be my simple answer. And I'd have to think a little bit more about when is the best time if I, if I didn't answer that clearly enough. When it comes to values for us though, I will say that I feel very confident continuing to actualize on our goals. Um, and I feel grateful because you're great at helping break down and manage, and from an operational standpoint, make sure that we're we have the infrastructure for that. Right. Yeah. So I feel great about going into this year with the values that we have that differentiate us and help us deliver a sound service for our clients, as well as having the infrastructure to do so. So, you know, that makes me feel really good to know that the values have been strong this year. And, and Sarah and I had that conversation when we did some reflecting of the planning. We talked about that in a recent episode about like planning for the year, what that looks like for you at your different stages of growth and your dietitian private practice. So after values, because again, we want to be Transparent. That was the the good part. Uh, One of the better parts of growth and huge, intangible, right? But huge because it's really going to lay down a good future for us would be hiring. So, this is your forte, Sarah. So, what would you, (laughs) if you could, you know, put a couple of words in, what would you say, or a couple of thoughts in? I mean, what would you say about hiring?
2: Yeah, definitely. It has been something that I would say from the moment that I came on board full time, we knew we were going to need to be doing some hiring. But it got clearer over time of what those roles, you know, who we were going to need to bring on board. But it definitely, you know, the biggest mistake I see is people hiring too fast and doing it in a rush. And I wanted to be sure that we were bringing in team members that, you know, supported our values and were excited about what we do. And so it was I guess it was, you know, kind of two part. My initial thoughts are one is. Us just talking and looking at, you know, who do we need? What makes sense now? Where are the gaps at? You know, what's working and what isn't? Who can fill those? And then, you know, I created the process, which we know it takes time to go through, <laughs> but had that process to identify the right people for those roles once we had identified what those roles were.
1: Yeah. And so to piggyback off of what you're saying and give you credit when it's absolutely <laughs> due, the hiring process and hiring in general has exponentially improved since you've come into the company. Very grateful for that. And that you know, that's one of you know your role's responsibilities, thankfully, because I cannot say that is not my favorite thing. Let's put it that way. Hiring is a lot more... More complicated than you would think. And especially, and again, it depends on your business and your goals. Again, we grew super fast in 2020. So it was a challenging time where we had to rush, you know, creating a clear environment for our staff, delivering a standard service for our clients, and then getting someone who loves fast paced. And so that it was, I made the mistakes of hiring too fast. I've written about that before. And luckily, we have resources for you. We'll, we'll share with you now on this podcast. And we interview our clients that hire from contractors to coaches under them. And, you know, I just recently interviewed Ashley and she has four dietitian coaches working under her. So it's great. And I, she's not the only one that has dietitian coaches working under her, but there's a recent interview and those are great for you to listen to and hear what it could look like for different businesses that are different dietitian private practices. So I'm grateful and, and fortunate that we have resources And a process, not only internally now that's much more robust than when I started before you were here, but that we're also able to share that and walk our clients through that at the level when they are ready to hire. And if you're thinking that this conversation is too airy for you and unrealistic, I don't have a perfect quote, but I would say something along the lines of if you don't hire, whether it's a contractor or employee, if you don't hire anybody in your company, like you're going to be doing everything yourself. And so ultimately, you know, we want to be able to employ people. We want to get a staff going um, to you know, really build and, and grow and, and focus on what we're best at and not burn out, right. To prevent that dietitian yeah. burnout. Any thoughts on that, sir? Cause that's a whole other topic. And I know we've talked about yeah. that, but that it can't be stressed enough. Cause I know that's a big issue with a lot of our clients is hiring too late.
2: Oh, definitely. Definitely. No, I mean, the only thing I would just want to say is that, yeah, if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, oh, I never want employees, I never want, you will need somebody at some point supporting you. I don't care if it's five hours a month, like at some point you will need help. And when you do decide to do that, it will make a huge difference. And once you get through that process of bringing that person on and you have them it's going to be like, wow, what was I thinking? Like, this is amazing.
1: And that's part of that growth. That's part of that, that mindset growth, that growth mindset that I referenced from Carol Duak. I've mentioned her book several times. So that fixed mindset is like, I can do it all myself. I don't need to hire all weight. And that growth mindset is allowing yourself to explore what are the barriers getting in your way from hiring, and, and I love how you demystify that, Sarah. Like, it could be five hours a month. We're not saying, Yeah, it has to look a certain way. We're not here giving you a cutter, you need to hire five employees. Like, in fact, you know, our style is asking questions for our clients What do you want that to look like? And then we can reverse engineer based on your path, and that path can change, but it's really just having support for the different departments in your company so that you're really preventing burnout and you're operating in the area that you are best at operating. And it looks, it, it can be different for different types of businesses, but the fundamental concept is that it's something hiring is something that if you want to run a practice, you're going to need to do. And I find that a lot of our clients struggle with that. So I'm really excited that we have a robust resource like you, who's natural at it, that can serve them. And then I can share experiences as well. And so, you know, Sarah and I both play a role in the hiring process now and Sarah heads it for sure, because that's your genius zone. And I'm very fortunate that you have the skills and understanding of how it works online, which is a whole other skill in itself for virtual, right? Uh, of virtual companies yeah. and virtual dietitians, you want to have the skills to be able to hire virtually and not be too lagging behind and learning, but really kind of understand what that process looks like.
2: Yeah, and the only thing I would add to that also is that usually when hiring, especially thinking of reflections, nobody does it perfect. Like you may, you're probably going to make mistakes, but the thing is you learn from those mistakes when you are hiring and that's going to help you get clear on who you really do need supporting you. So it's, I had to learn, I mean, you know, by trial and error, as I worked through my hiring process for identifying the right people, but if you're thinking, Oh, you know, I could never hire my first person or what if it's not the right person, you know what, then you can hire somebody else. You'll learn from that, get clear about who you need. And then you'll learn from that going forward
1: again, a lot of mindset. So you said that very well. And I know from experience and for listeners, like as entrepreneurs, that's going to take energy and reflection. And as you know, I think Sarah Blakely, one of my heroes, you know, billionaire founder of Spanx, says, you know, failure, she talks about accepting failure and failure being a good thing. I fully agree with that. So it's normal for you to make mistakes. It's normal for you to make decisions that don't work. What matters is your recovery, not the thing in the moment, because as an entrepreneur, these are all lessons that we learn and there are some things we just can't, we don't have control over. And then, so I think it's important to send that message as well, that it's not just a one, two, three, it's a learning process and being open, right? One of our values is growth and in having that growth mindset and adopting that from when you start to as you scale up, or however you design your practice with people that you're hiring, is important to employ and it'll make you a better leader and it'll make you a better practitioner for sure. So, as we're wrapping up, we talked about values and we talked about hiring. I would be remiss not to mention us. Working together. So we'll lightly touch on that as we wrap up. But I would say one of the most fun things for me was being able to spend time with you in person, meet you at a conference. We're going to go to another conference that we'll share with you all about soon on another podcast episode. But it's been really fun to be able to, you know, talk so closely about developing, executing, managing the future, not only virtually, but also being able to do so in person. And that's been that's definitely been a highlight for me is and I being able to coach with you and with our clients clients. clients has been really special.
2: Yes. In fact, before you had said, I didn't know for sure what you were going to mention on at the end. And I'm like, Oh, I hope she mentions that we got to meet in person and actually, you know, working together. And I, you know, that's the thing when you have a virtual or online business. And if your staff is in different places, I think it's really important that especially the management team or leadership team have some time to connect once a year, at least. I know I loved meeting you and look forward to many more in-person events and other things. And I think it just helps when you have that in-person connection, it just then helps with that online connection can help make things go smoother and you learn more about each other. And it's been
0: really great.
1: Yeah, I would fully agree on all of that. It's been so much fun. I'm so grateful. And outside of feeling grateful myself, I feel that our clients they get such an amazing, well-rounded like approach. They get to learn from really special experiences that we both have and that we both created. And I feel really confident about the services we deliver, having you on board and being able to offer that. And we offer limited coaching for our clients. And then of course, we have our programs that you can reach out to us about, and it's just really fun to be able to to share with them and to see their progress. And again, you know, we interview our clients. I have a whole then and now series where I bring them back and I've had people come on two, three times. Priscilla would be a good example. She's been on, I think two or three times and you can see her journey and her progress and she's one of our coaching clients. And so it's just really fun to be able to share that. And not only for us to see the growth internally and as a company and working together, but also to see that our clients and how we're able to see their reflections and growth. And as coaches, it's such a special transformation to be able to provide. And then, you know, reach back to our mission of creating more private practice operators and not only helping people start, but also seeing them grow their business beyond what they thought was possible when they were not that long ago, were working in clinical is very empowering. And then, you know, saying, yeah, I want you to, you know, I want to share my story and I want a role model for the future. Like for me, that's super rewarding.
2: Me too. I will second that. It is great getting to support them on their journey and see their results and how they grow over time and just how excited they are to be able to you know, reach that success that feels right for them.
1: Awesome. So in closing, thank you for sharing that, Sarah. We went over values, hiring and working together, both internally and then for our clients. So I think we can wrap at that. Thank you so much for sharing time. You're welcome.
0: We are so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner, and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might be a great fit for you, I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the Dietitian Boss Method.